All right, guys, here we go. Huge sports cast. We're going to talk all about the NFL playoffs. The Wild get off to a crazy start. Uh, Kaprizov is here. We're going to talk a little bit about the Gophers, the Wolves, the Harden trade, all kinds of stuff. Here we go, Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing really well, man. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm feeling great. It feels like the times, they are changing here in the United States. I don't know exactly why, but I feel like things are going to feel a little bit different in a few days. Make Weird. politics boring again. Make politics boring again. I like that. I want to choose to care, not be forced to care. The best part is when SNL has no content. Yeah, what the hell? On the, on the presidency. No, like I'm saying when they have no content on the presidency because like Obama was so boring for eight years. They like tried to like conjure up things, but it just didn't work because nothing he did was that bad. Let's go back to those days. Yeah, let's make make SNL job tough again. Yeah, I like that. Um, All right, guys, we have a great episode here. We're going to talk lots of sports. We're going to get into the NFL playoffs. The Wild got started and it was a pretty exciting first two games. (laughs) I know. And we have a new charity event to share with you guys. But before we do that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nord East Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean Podcast app, anywhere you get your favorite podcast from, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Uh, and spread the word about the Nord East Podcast, your favorite podcast with your three best buddies. Quick question, Eric. Yeah. Did you feed your cats tonight? Um. Yeah, I did. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Because your cat last week was like the fourth member of the show wanted to be on the show um <laughs> all right guys so we have a great episode but before we dive into all of that we're drinking good beers as well what are you guys drinking tonight yeah yeah i'm drinking a classic i'm drinking uh mirror universe from fair state hazy ipa absolute banger classic 13 bucks for the four pack i love don't it you guys, don't you guys wish we would have been there like the moment it got canned uh yes the first time ever Yes, we were there. I was, I was going to ask. Eric got in there too quickly. I was going to say, do you remember the first time you had that? I do. I'll never forget. Some beers, man. You never forget. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, South Minneapolis, near the light rail, then brewing. Again, we're, we're all trying to keep the local breweries in in uh, good standing. Financially, this is a Blackberry IPL, so an India Pale Lager with a few hops. Uh, let me tell you, this beer, by the name of it, Blackberry IPL doesn't sound really good. It's really good. It's really drinkable. Nice and smooth. Nice fruity finish. Delicious beer. Nice. I am drinking Cumulonimbus uh, by Falling Knife. It's a tropical fruit sour with pink guava, pineapple, and passion fruit. It's really good. Nice pronunciation on the cloud name. Oh, not when I was telling you guys about it. <laughs> Nailed it. It's great, though. A really nice sour. Um, from a really good up-and-coming brewery, Falling Knife. Absolutely. Hell yeah. nominated. Yeah, all right, guys. So here we go. We are getting back in the charity game, and we're going to do it with the help of you guys. So uh, we're still just spitballing here a little bit, but we have a new charity contest to introduce to you guys. Uh, It is a Royal Rumble competition, okay? So – Maybe you just rolled your eyes. Maybe you just pumped your fist. Maybe you have no idea what you're ta- what we're talking about right now. But we are going to do on January 31st, 
a Royal Rumble charity competition. Now, here's what's going to happen. The three of us are each going to throw in $10 to charity, okay? The first 27 of you guys who want to be part of this are also going to throw in $10 to charity. You can just DM us for more information if you are interested. The limit is one per person, and every person is going to buy a slot, one through 30, in the Royal Rumble match that will happen on January 31st. We will do a live drawing. I just bought the ping pong balls. We'll put your name on it. We'll draw it live. We'll give you a spot in the order. Whatever wrestler comes out at your spot, if that person wins, you win the whole thing. And what we're going to do is we're going to make it for charity. So we are going to pick a charity near and dear to us. And the winner gets to pick a charity near and dear to themselves. We'll promote you and your charity and all of your good deeds for winning this if you're the lucky winner. And all of money will go to a great cause. So whether you watch this event or have no idea, if you want to give $10 to charity, you want to make a difference in the world, and you want to have some fun with the Nordeast podcast, hit us up, send us a message, and uh, we will get you a spot in the competition. It will be really fun. It will give you something to look forward to, and we'll all do something nice together. So we're just coming up with the final details of it, but reach out to us. We'll talk about it more over the next few weeks, and hopefully we'll make it something that's like an annual tradition here on the Nordeast podcast. What's the date on that, Eric, for the Royal Rumble to happen? It is January 31st. Okay. okay. So they'll probably fill up pretty quick. So if you're listening to this, hit us up right away. And I'll put it up on the podcast with some rules and you can respond to that and say, you know, you're in for 10 bucks. You get to be a part of this thing. Um, whether or not you're going to watch the Royal Rumble, which I have never seen one. Is that weird? Never watched one. Nah, it's not, weird. That's not weird at all. All right. Maybe, not weird. So that's good. But this one might, might be worth watching. It might be fun. Maybe it would be weird if you would never had like played like WCW versus NWO on your N64. That was a skipper to me. Whoa. Oh, was- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great you know, busy with the fucking Donkey Kong and all the bomb shit, dude. Um, all right, no, that's great. Wait, 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 about wait. This one. Donkey Kong? Oh, all right, a bad example. I there was <laughs> there was Diddy Kong Racing. Remember that shit? That counts. Yeah, there was Mario Kart. Pretty far back, like a normal game. Heard of that one? <laughs> I feel like people are with me, and they liked uh, WCW versus NWO on N64. Great game. All right, unbelievably good. That was a great time. All right, so guys, we have a warm-up question for you this week. Jim, what, hit us with it. We, we're excited. We can't wait to hear it. Yeah, man. All right, so I've been watching a lot of like crime shows and shit, like the Search Party show, which I'll, I'll plug on the other podcast, and it's got me thinking a lot about murder. And my question to you is, what is the most ideal piece of sporting equipment to use as a murder weapon? Okay, I like that. Now rack your mind. You got to get creative here. There's a lot of shit out there you could use. What's it going to be? I mean, maybe you go obvious. Maybe you go sleeper pick. I don't think the only thing I don't think we can use is like trap shooting. That's just too obvious. Okay. No guns. So let's say, I mean, should we, should we leave it to like uh, the five major sports? So, oh, no, I think you should get creative. If so you like, think that, bat, like, remember that, that game where ball? they're throwing that ball in the gym with the, Goes like a million miles an hour, and like they should throwing it with like big old banana hammocks. Highlight, highlight. I like. Yeah, that. I mean, if you think a highlight ball is the ideal weapon, then you got to make your case for it. Go. Okay, am I going for like like coolest murder or like I got away with it? Well, I think you need to you know set your own parameters. Well, it's like, let's just pretend, Eric, you're playing Clue, right? Mm-hmm. And do you want the candlestick, you know, or do you want the knife? Like what? What's your what is your weapon of choice 
I mean, look, uh, if you pick a fucking, you know, badminton racket, you're going to have to convince me here. But if, if you can come up with something, a reason, go for it. I'm going super obvious. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pick a dumb pick while Eric thinks about something cooler. Yeah. I'm going with like a little league baseball bat. Oh, wow. Specific. Because like if, I mean, a wooden bat is going to be too heavy. There's a chance it's going to splinter, um, <laughs> might leave some remnants of your DNA around. You get an aluminum bat from like Dick's Sporting Goods or wherever. Um, you leave the plastic on. Oh, wow. Because it comes with a sleeve of plastic already over the top of the bat. And then when you're done with it, you can take off the plastic and discard of it and there might be nothing left. So I would say, uh, and, and the reason I picked the little league bat is it's going to be uh, smaller and lighter and easier to and use. Shorter, quicker, quicker strikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's really disgusting, Ryan. Good work. <laughs> well, and you I asked know. a really disgusting question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Eric, what's well, up? I have a couple of choices. I don't know. Um, first off, I think if I was going for the coolest murder, I would go with a pole vault pole. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just imagine that you get a running start, you hit your victim with it, and then you ride it up, putting all of that pressure down, probably going right Setting through. Setting the world record at the same time. Yeah. yeah, but here's the problem. Where, where are you going to put that thing to get it there? In your vault? I'm going to be like, hey, everyone, I'm just a local pole vaulter. Don't mind me. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to run at you at full speed, but don't move, okay? It's really important for my murder. I think if I wanted to get away with murder, I think I would use a bike bike pump, like a bike tire pump. What? Yeah, and then I would, like, plug their nose and then just, like, fill them up with air and it'd probably suffocate them or something. Wow, that's really weird. I was going to go with a hockey skate. I mean, just something sharp, you weirdos. He's pumping. He's going to blow him up, and then they turn into a balloon and float away, man. Beautiful. Eric can't, but Eric can't go with the hockey skate. That's too much. Uh, I mean, you know Ooh. what he's got to go for. You know what he's got to go for with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to make a mess, I'd probably use, like, um, one of the things that people climb those ice mountains with. Oh, wow. That's a really great pick. I, I did not consider those. That's perfect. That's a horror movie pick right there. It is. Well, good job, guys. Are you guys feeling warmed up and creeped out at the same time? I feel great. That was a great combo. Okay. I feel like six people just tuned us off for good. I hope so. I, I don't <laughs> miss more people. I know who they are. All right, guys. Um, next up, we're moving into the NFL playoffs. The playoffs have been... I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say they've been disappointing. I would agree. Really? Overall have been kind of bad. Um, mm. I think that the games, you know... Maybe like one of them per day has been good, and the others have been kind of blowouts, um, mm-hmm. multiple score games, um, kind of sloppy play. We'll start the weekend um, with the first game, the most disappointing: the Green Bay Packers, the number one seed, taking on the LA Rams. And uh, this game seemed closer than it should have been at halftime. Uh, a nine-point game. The Packers ran all over them, threw all over them, dominated the game with their offense. The offensive line dominated the game. Sure didn't help that Cooper Cup didn't play and Aaron Donald sat out. The Packers look the real deal. Um, I think they've got to be the the heavy favorites in the NFC and probably your number two favorites to win the Super Bowl, which sucks. After who? Yeah, I think probably the Chiefs and then the Pack. Okay. Yeah, I think they I think they took their foot off the gas a little bit to start the second half. 
And that's why they let the Rams get back in. I don't think the Rams were doing anything that spectacular. And Green Bay just sort of just let it off to like about 80%. And we're trying to kill some clock. Rams got back in it. And then the Packers put their foot on their throat and ended the threat almost immediately after they got within seven points. The Rams have like a historically good second half defense. So they make incredible adjustments at halftime. And so I think they probably, you know, gave the pack a little bit of trouble. But the problem was the pass rush never got there. Rodgers was never under pressure all day. His guys were dropping more passes than, you know, the yeah. Rams were forcing problems. So um, I think the pack are really good. I would pick the pack at home against either the Saints or the Bucks who are playing as we're, uh, we're recording this. So um, the next game was the game I think I was the most excited for. The Bills hosting the Ravens. The Ravens red hot. The Bills, one of the best teams in the league. Man, the first half was such a snooze. 3-3 at halftime. Bills pull away. Concussion protocol for uh, Lamar Jackson. Here's my question, guys. Lamar Jackson gets praise universally, right? Uh, and Lamar Jackson has a hard time winning the big game. Um, until last week, he had been had never won a playoff game in his career. He what? His young career, though. Yeah, three years. Um, he is a great player. He won an MVP award. Um, but when the bright lights have been on, he hasn't performed all that well. Uh, why is he any different than Kirk Cousins? Well, their games are totally different. He has a more exciting game with those long runs and stuff. So, I mean, I think if you look back, he's probably not any better. I just think he's more fun to watch, and he's explosive, and he's he makes big highlights. And how often do Kirk Cousins plays ever – ever are so exciting that they make, you know, sometimes like a great catch by a receiver will, will get them on a highlight reel, but yeah, but the great catch by the receiver is because he threw him the ball. No, I know. I, I agree with that, but I just don't think people give him that kind of credit. Well, I think the other, the other thing is, is uh, just maybe playing a little bit of devil's advocate. I don't, I don't disagree with you. It's extremely hard to win in the NFL playoffs. You know, there's a handful of guys that have been, nominally successful at it. I think Aaron Rodgers, for all his accolades, I think his postseason record is like eight and seven. Maybe it's nine and seven now. So it's not like it's not like Rodgers is like, oh, he's like 15 and two in the play. I mean he's lost a lot of games, almost as many as he's won. Um and I think, you know, uh Lamar Jackson gets a little more dap because he led the Ravens to a 14 and two record last season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he was a league MVP. Her cousins has never even been in that discussion. Um, so I think I think those are the reasons that he gets a little bit more praise. Um, he's a more modern quarterback. Cousins is a, just a straight drop back guy. Um, so anyway, I, I I think those are the reasons why it's uh, and and all the things Jimbo said too. He's much more exciting, much more dynamic, much more fun to watch. He can throw and run. Um, and I think it's just uh, maybe maybe from a praise perspective, it's a little more highlight worthy. I don't know if the, I, I don't know where the number well I don't know where the numbers stack up against one another, but I think you know the highlights sort of speak for themselves that it's a little he's a little he's a lot easier to watch than someone like Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get that, um, but they both have a one and three record in the playoffs, and uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't even throw for three thousand yards in a season. I'm just saying, like, like I get it. He's really fun to watch. He changes the game with running the ball. He's been on a good team, but when the bright lights have been on, he's been Kirk Cousins and. Mm-hmm. We love to bash him. The whole country likes to. And Lamar Jackson, we're like, oh, don't worry. He'll get it in a few years. You know, it's just – I think it's funny. And maybe, it's- he, maybe he won't. But he also has led his team to the playoffs three straight years. 
Um, Kirk Cousins has been in the league, what, eight years now and has played in four playoff games. So that kind of speaks for itself as well. Five years with the Redskins. I'm sorry, the football team. No, I, I, I totally get it with the, with the Washington football team. I get it. But I'm just saying, you know, even as a, a you know, rookie coming in, Lamar led them to the playoffs and didn't win. Um, so. So, yeah, the Bills, uh, you know, bringing it home. They're our pick in the playoffs. Uh, they win 17-3. Josh Allen has kind of a rough day, but it doesn't matter. They get the job done. Uh, then you move on to uh, today uh, where you had – Patrick Mahomes, the defending champs, Chiefs, uh, against um, the Cleveland Browns. And this game was a lot closer than it should have been because Patrick Mahomes got knocked out of the game in, what, the third quarter, was it? With a yeah. Yeah. Um, Chad Henney comes in. They move the ball decently still with Chad Henney at quarterback. Their lead starts to evaporate, and it gets down to the end of the game with uh, under two minutes to go. No timeouts for the Browns. Chad Henney runs it on third and 14 for 13 and a half yards. Fourth and one, they come out in shotgun. It looks like they're just going to run clock as much as they can. And with five seconds left, they snap the ball, surprising everyone in the world and uh, hitting Tyreek Hill for the game winning first down. It was super exciting to watch. It was a really ballsy move by Andy Reid going for it with his backup quarterback at midfield in a one-score game. Um, hopefully Mahomes is back next week. I would assume he will be. He's too important for them to care about his brain in this scenario. And so I think uh, he will play. Jeez, when you put it like that. No, he. I'm sure he will. And, hey, that was a good game. Great game. It was really fun. And it was. It wouldn't have been good if Mahomes would have been in there the whole game. But, yeah. you know, it gets down to the very end of the game. It, they made it a one-score game late. It was a lot of fun, good drama. Um, you'll have the Chiefs hosting their third straight AFC championship game against the Bills. And then tonight, right now, um, we're watching the Saints and the Bucks, a battle of the oldest playoff matchup of quarterbacks, two of the all-time greats, the two uh, guys with the most touchdown passes in the history of the NFL. And uh, right now, the Saints are up at home 2013. So if the game were to end right now, Saints would travel to the Pack and the Bills would travel to the Chiefs. Now, I'm really hoping that this Packer game is the first game of the day. I don't know if it will be. If Tom Brady's in it, it definitely won't be. Um, but the Pack ruined my enjoyment of the playoffs because I dislike them so much that all I root for is who can beat them. And that's not a great place to be. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not fun when I'm just like, oh, gosh, the Browns can't beat the Packers. I can't have them win. You know, I should be enjoying it. I should be, hell yeah, Browns win this game. But I just kept thinking, could Baker Mayfield beat Aaron Rodgers? Nope, he can't. Please have the Chiefs win. And that sucks. And so they're kind of ruining my fun in the playoffs. Um, but there are some cool teams. I'm really hoping that, um, you know, the Bucks or the Saints can get it done over the pack. The Bills can get it done and the Bills win the Super Bowl. That would be my ideal situation. But in reality, I think it's going to be Packers, Chiefs for the Super Bowl. And we're all going to be big Chiefs fans that day. I can't wait. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, it'll be fun. So as long as they don't, win, I don't want to go there either, though, because then, you know, even getting yeah. to the Super Bowl is a big deal, and then it's something on their record, and then they can say, well, when's the last time the Vikings were in the Super Bowl? You know, I don't want to hear any of that shit. I hate it. So I can hear it already. I want to give, like, a quick shout-out to uh, Baker Mayfield and the Browns. I know we uh, – they've had a lot of um, – hey, and Kevin Stefanski to some degree – a lot of like 
they have all these superstars. They can't really put anything together. I thought they played pretty well today um, offensively. I, Baker was making some some throws that I thought were pretty unbelievable. Um, his running game was doing really well. I, I, I don't know. I If I was a Browns fan, I would feel pretty excited about the future of this team. Um, Cause they, I know it was Mahomesless uh, for a good chunk of the second half, uh, but it was still a really fun performance by them. So I was, uh, I was really impressed by the way they like kind of like never gave up. They just, they kept fighting and kept scratching and kept clawing and, and coming back and coming back. And, but for a extremely ballsy call by Andy Reed with his backup quarterback, like Eric said, they were in it to the end. I mean, most, I would guarantee, almost guarantee every coach in the league, but maybe like Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur would have punted. And Mike Zimmer would have punted a thousand percent in that <laughs> scenario. Um, but it was still really exciting um, to to watch two teams kind of go toe-to-toe like that when the other matchups, like we, all, like we already talked about, were just sort of blah, kind of bland. Yeah, I mean, good for them. I think beating the Steelers shook off some demons, and then they stayed right in it with uh, with the Chiefs. So, you know, good for them. Good for them. All right, guys. So uh, some other things that are happening in the NFL. Uh, Urban Meyer is now going to be the new coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Does this do anything for you guys? I don't know. No. Do you think they're going to be good or bad or what? Same. I think it's an intri- – like Eric said, yeah, it's intriguing. That's the perfect word for it, but – Urban Meyer at Florida and at Ohio State used to get, I mean, the top 1% of the top 1% of the football players in the country. I mean, especially in the states in which he coached, in Florida and in um, Ohio. So um, everyone's kind of on the same playing field in the NFL to some degree, right? I mean, these are the best of the best of college players. So he's not going to just be like, oh, I'm going to I'm just going to walk into this guy's house and he's going to come play for me. Like, it doesn't work like that. You know, there's there's salary implications and personalities to deal with. And these aren't young men. Um, For the most part, these are adults Um, and managing those personalities from college to the NFL hasn't always panned out. So I think it's a cool story. And if it works, it will be awesome. But. Nick Saban failed in the NFL. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not like, mm. oh my God, Jacksonville is going to be the best team next year because they really have a good, co- I, I don't know. It, it's going to be a long process and the leash in the NFL is pretty short. Well, the whole thing is though, is that it all, it doesn't depend on him. It depends on just how good Trevor Lawrence is. Correct. If Trevor Lawrence comes in and he's the next, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, then everyone's going to think Urban Meyer is a really great coach and mm. he comes in and he's just an average quarterback or he's Alex Smith or something. Even people are going to think he's a crappy coach. You know, it's just, it's so much That's to a great reference. Cause wasn't that his QB at Utah? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Wow. Look at you guys. Wow. Wow. Didn't even mean hey, that. I'm just happy that PJ Fleck didn't get that job. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, the other piece of news uh, in the NFL is that Deshaun Watson's days as a Houston Texan could be coming to an end. Okay. The most likely destination is probably the jets at this point. The jets have two first round picks this year. I think they have two first round picks next year, a first round pick the year after that. You could probably piece together three of those, including the number two pick this year and could 
go get Watson. Um, he's worth probably three, th- three firsts at least. Um, Jets are probably the most likely destination. Washington, uh, uh, Houston could get off the money of, of Watson. They could get a new quarterback at number two. They could replenish their empty stock of draft picks, and they could rebuild with a little extra money. Yeah, it makes sense. They're kind of falling Kirk apart. Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen. See, I think here's the trade. You got here. You <laughs> I'm go. kidding. Three but. team trade for you. Are you guys ready? Yep. I knew you. I knew I'm you had one dialed up this many times. So let's okay. Let's do it if it's ready. Three team trade. The San Francisco 49ers get Kirk Cousins. Okay. Yep. I've heard this is already a thing. I saw a post on it earlier today. Minnesota Vikings get Deshaun uh, Watson. And the Houston Texans get the number 14 pick in the draft this year from the Vikings. They get the 2022 first-round pick from the Vikings. They get the 2021 this year's second-round pick from the 49ers. They get the 2022 second-round pick from the Vikings. They get the 2021 fourth-round pick from the Niners and the 2021 fourth-round pick from the Vikings. Two firsts, two seconds, two fourths. Who says no? Ah. I don't know. Houston says no. Houston says no. no. The, Niners, the Niners say no to that 100%. A second yeah. and for Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Sounds pretty reasonable. They're a little farther away from the ways. They might, they I don't might know like what their them. cap situation looks like. Probably so, not. $30 million a year. Garoppolo yeah. on their team, but who knows? But it would be fun if we could get him. I think Cousins is a really good quarterback, and I think that Watson is the – third guy I would take for a quarterback right now. Okay. I mean, he's yeah. so good. So, so all right. Yeah, there you go. All right, guys, we're moving on. We're moving into the Minnesota Wild. Getting off to a wild start, going with the plan of starting the season red hot and on fire. Um, That's plan A, isn't it? Yeah, Kirill Kaprizov is here. He leads all rookies in points. He had two assists in the game-winning goal in his first game. He had two assists, including the game-winning assist in his second game. He is electric. It's fun. It's actually fun. I've watched the last five minutes of both games, which is – that's a lot of hockey for me. That's a big deal. You mean the OT or the last of the regulation? Well, so, yeah, the first game I just turned it on for OT, and then the last game I watched most of the third quarter or third period as well. I don't even know what the fuck sport it is. Third period and an OT, and that was really fun. I mean, dude, they're banging off cylinders right now. I mean that last that last second like 0.4 second goal by Suter was so exciting. I mean, Johansson hockey can be fun. No, he meant the one to tie it with under a second. Oh, oh yeah, 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 sorry. yeah. But then, but then the OT goal happened within like three seconds of it being over too. Yeah, yeah I think Kaprizov is the most exciting player we've ever had. I'm not saying best; he's got a long ways to go. But just like from pure excitement, the dude is electric. Every time he has it. He's so good at handling the puck. He's a great passer. He's going to be a blast. When was the last time we had a guy score a game-winning goal like that in OT? Um, never. The only other Gabrick? Gabrick. I mean, Gabrick maybe from like the league player we've ever had. Yeah, I'm not saying good. We've had really good players, but like just a guy who you just know can change the game with his skill. He's going to be so much fun. He's a he's a kid. He's gonna he's a shoe in for the rookie of the year if he stays healthy. Kirill the Thrill, baby. He's great. Love him. He's 23 years old, but that's okay. Hockey players, I don't know. That's the weirdest sport ever. Well, that's also because he was on Putin's, Putin's team. He would have been here two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Putin was like, 
you <laughs> if you guys do what I say, he can come. If you if you go to the Capitol and storm the Capitol, he can come play for the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I here's my my complaint with the NHL guys. The NHL is so stupid. The the Wild are one of the most popular teams in the NHL. Believe it or not, I know we mm-hmm. like pretend we're not a big market here in Minnesota, but where we are a big market is in hockey. And other than Canada, um, there are not many teams that are more popular than the Wild. The Wild should have great rivalries with Detroit, Detroit Red Wings, with the Winnipeg Jets, with the Chicago Blackhawks, with you know. All these teams that are close by, we should have great rivalries. Us in Chicago and us in Detroit should be huge rivals. But we are not because we never play them. Our rivals are Anaheim, Dallas, Phoenix, Los Angeles, Vancouver, Calgary, and Colorado. Colorado is the only one that's even in the vicinity of us. We are on the West Coast playing these teams in the southwest of the country, because I don't know why. It's just absolutely ludicrous. And we have to play those teams for 54 of our games this year. So pretty much what we're going to do is play on the West Coast two hours behind our time every single time against these teams that we don't care about, against these fans that we don't have rivalries against. The NHL is so poorly run. They have no rivalries because they only focus on the East Coast. We have better ratings than all of those teams even with crap teams that they put out there, the NHL is fucking us over and it sucks. It ruins the sport. I don't care. It's weird. Rivalry with Anaheim. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's weird how you, uh, how you say this, Eric, because they're the only league, I think in the major sports in the United States, not including MLS that is going to post a loss because of COVID. Everyone else figured it out. And the NHL was like, Oh, we, we couldn't, um, we don't have enough money for that kind of, stuff. it just, Everything that Gary Bettman has done for the last 10 years has diluted the league and, like you said, ruined the stuff that used to be exciting in the 90s and the 2000s. Like, like exactly right. We should be playing the Oilers – or sorry. Um, the Jets. The, the, we should play, be playing the Jets seven, eight times a season. Yeah. Easily. And their fans are down here for the games. We drive there for the games. All game. the time. It's not that far away. Chicago would be our most natural rival. It's the game that should be happening all the time. And I I mean, I'm too young. I wasn't even born for this. But, like, if you hear, like, old old guys, you know, talk, drinking beers. Oh, the stars in Chicago yeah. were and, – and same with Detroit because they were they were both like really good teams and it used to be an all out war. And I like I like if we had like the holy triangle of like Chicago, uh Colorado and Winnipeg like would be just insane. Like that would be so fun if those were the teams we played the most and we fucking hated each other like every minute that they were on the ice. And the worst thing is is this year they have a Canadian division. So like Canada is mostly only playing each other for 54 games. So they even took out Calgary and Winnipeg or Calgary and um, Vancouver. And now we just play all these California and Arizona teams. That's who we get to play. And 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 Nevada. That's our that's our, our crew. And that sucks. It just ruins the league for me. I hate it. It's they we should have real rivalries, not these fake ones. We are like an afterthought so that they can play Boston and the Rangers every weekend on channel eleven. Mm. Hate it. Or Pittsburgh yeah, rivalry with Wisconsin. Oh yeah, that's right. They don't have a team. That's crazy, too. Um, all right, guys, let's move on to another hockey team. Go for hockey. Didn't go well this weekend. They got swept. What? Not very good. 
Notre Dame team. They've lost three or four after their break. I'm worried. Yeah, Uh-oh. they're sliding, dude. This Uh-oh. is your team. This is my team. Yeah, the bandwagon uh, get a flat? Did it pop a tire? The best thing about you- a bandwagon gopher fan is, is that you can pretend you don't care at any time, and then you don't get hurt as bad. Right. Which is what you're starting. People are you starting like, oh to gosh, up around your heart? On the road. And I'm like, well, I'm not a big fan anyways. And then they're like, go for basketball. Beat Michigan, who was undefeated. And I'm like, I've always loved go for basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I followed them through thick and thin. I can be the biggest fan in the world if I want to. And other days, I just pretend that I don't care. And that's a beautiful thing. I mean, go that's a special sports. spot you're in. Go for sports can't hurt you if you just pretend you don't care. Um, go for basketball did have a big win though. They did. They're undefeated at home. They're winless on the road. Something's got to give. Uh, you can't play every game in the barn for the whole year. Uh, but it has been fun. They've had a really tough stretch. They've played some of the top teams in the country and they've taken care of business many times. This team is so far beyond what I was expecting. And I think most people were. They've had seven straight games against ranked opponents. Which is an insane, an insane run, mm-hmm. and like Eric said, but I also think like losing on the road in the Big Ten is not specific to the Gophers. I think road road wins are coming few and far between for all of the teams, even the good ones. I'm just pleased that their resume speaks for itself at this point. They should be something like a five seed in the tournament. Yeah, I agree. And that's nice. I mean, unless, we, unless we blow it, but this team doesn't look like uh, they're set up to just fall apart. I mean, one Marcus Carr uh, yeah. high ankle sprain, and we're going to be we're going to be hurting. But I mean, I can see know, how that, this plays out. This will be perfect. We're going to come in as a five seed, get matched up against Middle Tennessee. It's going to be just amazing. What a year! What a we've, run! We've we've seen that movie before. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Go for basketball since 1997 when they uh, did the kids didn't go to school and they just played basketball and we went to the Final Four. Uh, since then, I don't. That works, by the way. That works awesome. I love that. Just let the kids just have other people do their homework, and they just play basketball. Goes well. Just tutors, have, tutors. That's the SEC how they play football down there, and it's just it goes really well. Um, well. Same with North Carolina basketball. They had all those like ghost classes for all those kids that just like signed up for it and then just got an A, but never had to do anything. I mean, that's great, but still not offering nearly as much as Rick, Rick Pitino's. Uh, Louisville teams that had all the, the strippers and stuff. Yeah. People's rooms when they'd visit as high school kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them you're 17. <laughs> Don't tell your parents. Come play for Louisville. I mean, that's really what they were doing. That's just wild. All right. Um, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, the Wolves. All right. What are you guys thinking about the Wolves at this point? They stink. Carl Anthony Towns has COVID. Uh, because he can't play more than two games in a row. It's now a, a rule. Um, well, let's take it a little more seriously than that. We should, you know, um, he has COVID. We feel really bad. I'm sure he'll be okay. Um, but there is something going on where he can't, he cannot stay on the court. Uh, I'm starting to get concerned about um, Anthony Edwards. Officially. And then he's just, he's the third best rookie and we should have uh, I don't even know he's taken Wiseman or Ball. Here's his last, here's his last three games. 13 points, four assists, four rebounds. 
zero points, six rebounds, one assist, two points, three rebounds, one assist. Yeah. Uh, he's not really, he's not really driving to the basket. Like I would hope that he would for how athletic he is. In his last 35 minutes of play, he has two. Yeah. I mean, he's on a shit team. Like, let's remember, there's not a lot of things clicking and he's the one fucking it up here. He's fitting right in. No, I, I know. I just I I think they need to get rid of Saunders before he ruins Edwards' chances. Yeah, agreed. I think Saunders should be fired now. I'm like, it's time. It's fine. Like, let's go. I think the only way Saunders should stay with the team is if he agrees to come on the Nordies podcast, where we will officially be a Saunders in camp after that. If he comes on the podcast, we will 100% switch all our stances. And we will be huge supporters of his skill. His attitude with the the players is so great. We'll change our tune a million percent. We cannot be bought with money, but we can be bought with you being a guest on our show. With clout. Yes, with clout. Yeah. <laughs> Give us that clout, and we will be right back. All right. Well, a um, couple of pieces of news when it comes to the NBA. Uh, first up, uh, James Harden gets traded officially after he just gave up on his team completely. Was a complete idiot uh ruined the the competitive balance of the league temporarily and then he gets his move to the nets um he's going to team up with uh kevin durant and kyrie irving and not much else right um i think that this means that they're going to go to the eastern conference finals but i still don't think this team can win the title just not deep enough or what and they're totally out of money. I mean, they have three max contracts now. Out of money. They traded away all their bench. Um, they're if they had four good players to start, or five good players to start the year, they're down to three good players. Uh, right. One guy tears up his knee, is out for the year. Another one of the guys gets traded. Another one of the guys gets traded. They bring in Harden. I don't think they have enough depth on this team. Um, they're going to be good. They're going to be there near the end of the season. But I would still take the Lakers over them. Uh, mm -hmm. A deep team like the Lakers. Uh, a couple. I mean, of, do you think they? Do you think they even beat the Bucks? I kind of like the Bucks against them because you have Giannis against Durant, you have Middleton against Harden, and you have um, Holiday versus Kyrie. And they're. I think the Bucks are deeper too. So mm -hmm. I guess yeah. the Bucks are still probably the favorites. I think this makes the Nets the second favorite in the East. Uh, well, when you can when you can trade away your future to be the uh, Eastern Conference final loser, you have to do it. So they traded away three first-round picks and four pick swaps. And okay. part of the trade sent Victor Oladipo and some trash also to Houston. So they got Victor Oladipo to replace Harden. Oladipo's kind of washed up at this point already. He's only a 28-year-old. And then you got three first-round picks, which initially won't be very good, but who knows what they'll be like in the future. And then you get four pick swaps, which means you have the option to swap spots in the draft um, on those years. So that's how the Celtics got so good. They traded Garnett and Pierce and Al Allen, all of them. Ray, Ray Allen, yeah. All, all the old fucks. And they got a bunch of pick swaps, and then the Nets mm -hmm. were bad, and then they got to swap picks with the Nets every year. Um, so the Nets' pick swap history hasn't been great. Um, I think I would have made this trade if I were the Nets, but I just don't know if it will work out for them. It seems like the kind of thing in sports that's going to blow up in their face, doesn't it? It's a, it's, a, it's a go for it trade. It's a go. It's a go for it all. All the chips on the table. All in. Yeah, 
and I appreciate that. You got to go all in in this league to have a chance. I do think the Bucks and Celtics are better, and I think both LA teams are better, Lakers and Clippers. I think they're the fifth best team. We'll see what happens. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, other things in this trade, um, Karis LeVert went from the Nets to Indiana. Um, Indiana parted with Victor Oladipo. They get Karis LeVert in return. Oladipo makes big money. LeVert's a free agent at the end of the year. But then they found a big mass on his kidney, and he's out indefinitely, maybe for the year. Just That's insane. horrible. Yeah, and you feel bad for like him, for LeVert. Like, you don't, you don't want to hear that stuff. Like, all of a sudden, one day, like, you're, like, sick, and they do an MRI, and it's like, oh, yeah, we got a mass the size of a golf ball on your kidney. Mm-hmm. Like, that sucks. Like, forget basketball. Like, just as right. a human being, which is awful. I feel, I feel awful. worse for the Pacers. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the worst. I feel, I, really, the Pacer fans is really who's hurting here. I feel bad. For, no, I feel bad for Levert. It's it's never good to see a guy, especially a guy looking for a contract as a 26 year old who's a really nice player. Um, I think Levert, in my opinion, is similar in ability to Beasley. I mean that as a compliment. Oh, I think he's better than Beasley. I think he probably does more than Beasley, but I think Beasley's probably a better scorer than him. But like just in the league, if he's your third star, you probably can't win a title, but like he'd mm-hmm. be a really nice fourth player on your team. Okay. I got you. Kinda, I feel you, brother. Kind of I feel about Beasley too. If you, Beasley yeah. is your number four guy, you're probably pretty good. Unfortunately, he's our third, second guy. <laughs> and depending on depending on D'Angelo's uh, effort for the evening, he waffles between two and three. Kind of bums me out every time they're like, Russell is super pumped tonight and he's trying really hard. I'm like, shouldn't that be given? Like, why do we have to hear that tonight? You getting, I don't think it's – dude, and now Wiggins is, like, playing pretty well over there at Golden State too, which oh, pisses me like, off. Like, I think Wiggins might end up being better than Russell. We, no, I just think that whoever plays with, like, good coaches and, yeah. and uh, a good organization and good players around them, it usually goes pretty well. There you go. There's our case for our guy Ant Man. Let's give him a break. Yeah, I, uh, he'd probably look really good if he played on a smart team. Like, we're just yeah. Like if he was on Golden State right now, he'd probably be like, dude, he's good, averaging two steals a game and three blocks, and like you know, he could be doing all these things that nobody does on our team. Nobody. Um. Finally, guys, you know we here are big fans of uh, celebrity boxing. And okay. Lamar Odom is the the newest guy to throw his name into the celebrity boxing ranks. I want to see Lamar Odom versus a Paul brother tomorrow. He's got the reach, but Six, seven, his head's already been in like 18 comas from his drug use. So I, I don't know. I feel like one punch, he'll slip right back into a fugue state. That makes it way less enjoyable. But uh, I mean, but the stakes are higher. I mean, this is celebrity boxing. We essentially want one to die for our I entertainment. Want celebrity boxing, more of it. I care more about celebrity boxing than real boxing. I am all about the Paul brothers just being complete jackass villains. Like they have just decided like, Hey, what if we're just like the biggest villains that are not politicians in all of America now? And we just rub the fact that we're rich in everyone's face and we just fight people. I'm here for it. I guess I think that's going to work in America. It's going to work. So um, Lamar Odom versus the Paul brother. Let's make it happen sooner than later i did like the interview i heard with mike tyson um telling uh whatever paul is fighting um floyd mayweather that he's going to get his ass beat 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mayweather's going to fuck you up. <laughs> He'll fuck you up. He's laughing. He just is like, it's not going to be close. And I tend to agree. I think Mayweather is going to absolutely mash him. Let's hope. Or what does it even mean to be good at boxing? We don't they're, even know at this like, point. They're, they're like, whatever, Paul, he moved out of L.A. to take it seriously. And I'm like, oh, you mean like what Floyd Mayweather has done for like 35 years? Taking it seriously, I think his 35 years of training will will uh, be too much for your, your four months of hard training. I'm going to guess, just uh, listen, I'm going to take a really long leap of faith here, so bear with me, that if Manny Pacquiao, I, I don't know what you guys think of him, great singer, average boxer. Um, hates gay people. Hates gay people. He's from the Philippines. He's on Duarte's. We're not. We're not Team Pacquiao. I'm not saying I'm Team Pacquiao. If he had trouble punching Floyd Mayweather, I'm gonna. I have this sneaking suspicion that whatever Paul brother, joke Paul, is gonna have an issue punching Floyd Mayweather, and Floyd Mayweather is gonna be bored. And he's going to land like two combos and Joe Paul is going to be out like a light. That's like McGregor boxed Mayweather. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, McGregor is one of the best strikers in the UFC. You know, one of the best fighters in the world. And Mayweather made pretty good. Like got a couple licks in, but really couldn't touch him. Mayweather McGregor was like, oh, he never got close to knocking me out. And it was like, well, the game wasn't to knock you out. It was to beat you in a boxing match and he beat you badly. So, yeah, uh, exactly. I guess I'm here for the Paul brothers to get whooped and to do whooping. I don't care. Either way, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm not paying for it, but I hope to find an illegal stream on my Twitter. There the only go. downside is that like the Paul brothers without concussions have been awful. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to know what they're going to look like with CTE. Mm. Like it's going to get even worse. And so okay. that's my only, that's my only argument against them getting pummeled is like when the CTE sets in in like 10 years and they're like, guys, let's go blow up the Senate building. And then all their followers like run up, you know what I mean? Like I, I and then people I run up, it's a prank, bro, chill out. Yeah, just yeah. chill. We're just kidding. Yeah. That's really up the, that, that'll be some antics right there. Oh. So now we know that that uh, this the uh, turmoil in our country has to do with Kaprizov coming to the wild and maybe with the Paul brothers. We don't know. Things are wild. All right, guys, that's it. Remember, Royal Rumble Challenge for Charity. It's coming up. DM us right now and say, I'm in for 10 bucks. It's going to a good cause. It's going to be fun. We'll post about it. We'll put your name out. If you win, you get to pick where some of that money goes. We'll give it all to a good cause. We'll make it worth everyone's while and hopefully have some fun while we do it. So, I think uh, we have some dope Northeast podcast hats, some winter beanies. We'll get so you. I'll take a look. Somebody's getting one of those for sure. Yeah, we'll send you a beanie and we'll just make it a good cause. So let us know if you're in. Uh, you don't have to be a fan. Uh, who cares if anyone watches it? It will all just be a good time and we'll, maybe we'll make it a yearly thing. So thank you guys for listening to the Northeast podcast. We'll be back with you guys later this week for our screencast, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, we're going to talk more about the Dark Knight trilogy. We got all kinds of news. We're gonna pre or we're gonna review uh, the beginning of uh, Wandavision and tell you about some new shows. So check that out. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening to your favorite podcast with your three best friends in the whole world, Morty's Podcast.